again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar, and Oscar Race Checkpoint to kick off your 2020 consumption of all things Mike's and Oscars as we are on the road now to the Academy Awards. It is officially 2020, Michael. It is hopefully January 2nd when you're listening to this, dear listener, uh, 2020, the new year. Hope you had a good one. Hope you were safe, happy, and healthy, and love to you and yours in this new season. Uh, Michael, The Grudge is going to be the first major motion picture <laughs> this year for 2020. Do you remember what the first major motion picture was last year to kick off 2019? Absolutely not. Okay, it was Insidious: The Last Key or the Final Key or the Skeleton you can't Key. Even or, the title. I uh, looked it up before we started, you and then we had this conversation, and, and I, I forget. But uh, how you doing, Mike? Golden Globe stuff today. I'm doing well because we have an Oscar race checkpoint where we get to predict things yes. finally, and this is a lot of fun for us. We are 100 percent accurate. True. In the past, all facts. Today we could be anything. <laughs> it could be. I have no idea how we're going to do today because we're dealing with the Hollywood foreign press and they've made some interesting choices in the past. That's a very nice way of putting it. Uh, Look, I'm glad you're starting off with a warning because we do... We spend literally all year studying the Academy and different years of the Academy and how that takes shape. And the HFPA is a very, 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 very different body (laughs) in a lot of ways. So... We're going to talk about predictions. We're going to talk about a gambling preview. That's how we handle this Golden Globes preview show. That's what today is. Take it with maybe a grain of salt. We're going to give you odds of what Vegas is saying right now across a couple different books that you can find online. But we're going to put our best foot forward and our best effort of reading the HFPA. But trying to read the HFPA is kind of like an exercise in futility. The outliers that they have, the surprises are very surprising. Yes. Just say. Throughout history, I think we're going to give some more stats or some different stats when we react to the Golden Globes yeah. Sunday night, but I'll have a, a stat or two for each uh, category presentation here. We'll also be presenting some odds, like like Mike said earlier, uh, but we're going to be asking three primary questions mm-hmm. for each category. Who are we rooting for? Leo! Which win will have the biggest impact on the Oscar race? So who could shake it up the Mm -hmm. most? I mean, this is about going from point A to point Z. How's it going to impact it? And then what's our prediction? Yeah. So listen to the first two of those three. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's fun. We did this. We did this format last year. We're doing it again. This is going to be our Golden Globes preview going forward. So this is our p- preview and prediction show. And like Mike just alluded to, Sunday night, late Sunday night, we will have for you. Going to stay up all night, edit, record it, and put all put it all out on the internet for you. We're going to have our reaction show. Uh, you could tweet along with us at Mike Mike and Oscar on Facebook, Mike Mike and Oscar on Instagram at MM and Oscar. We'll be tweeting all night there for the Golden Globe Sunday as well. So we look forward to interacting with you there, Mike. Let's start with the biggest category. First, we're talking best picture drama. Nothing ever dramatic happens here, right? The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker, and the Two Popes. Last year, we had Bohemian Rhapsody as a very much a musical. (laughs) Beat, A Star is Born, which was also a musical, uh, in the drama category. Irishman has the best odds, or the worst odds, right? Well, these are the, the, it's the the safest bet. It's the most sure lock. Money. Yeah, see, I'm a horrible degenerate. We go through this exercise every year. I'm the crazy degenerate, and Mike is a very, very good boy that's responsible with his money, uh, so I need to explain to him the odds. The Irishman stands at 8 to 13 or 2 to 5 odds. That makes him probably, like, a a pretty heavy favorite there. you got to pay money to get $100 back. Okay. Marriage Story right now stands at 2 to 1. You pay $100. If it wins, you get $200 back. You double your investment. 1917 standing at 6 to 1. Joker is 8 to 1. The Two Popes is 20 to 1. Two Popes has the highest odds. It's the longest shot to win. Same exact odds Bohemian Rhapsody had last year in this spot. All right, so who are we rooting for? I am rooting for the Irishman because I want to come out of the Golden Globes with Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Irishman as three, in my mind, really strong films, top-tier one films that will go into the next week as contenders for the Oscar or as contender for the next uh, group of precursors, Mike. I want a world where the best are considered 
I don't want ridiculous nonsense like years past. <laughs> I'm probably year past. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you. I'd like to have this be the precursor and the setup for this big battle of these three very different movies, uh, all kind of dueling it out for the Oscars Best Picture. I also am always just a fan of chaos in general. <laughs> except after last year specifically, I don't know what chaos is by HFPA standards anymore. Like I said, Bohemian Rhapsody had the worst odds or was the longest shot last year at twenty to one, and it paid out, which nobody really saw coming. And the HFPA has a history of being schmoozed i think is a politically correct way we can say that so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes right now now the slap two season two of the slap just happened so the two popes may not win right <laughs> did you see this no i did not see this Pope what happened Francis, ah the yes woman grabbed his yes hand, i did like, yes excuse me <laughs> <laughs> just slapped her. I, I mean, I get it. NBC I doing some real viral marketing for that, huh? <laughs> so I don't know uh, if that hurts the two popes. I mean, that might be bigger over there than it is over here. Look, right now, honestly, I know we're joking about it, and we, we got our jokes in about Bo Rap last year before yeah. it all went to hell, ironically talking about the Pope's movie. Would you be shocked if the two popes won this right now? No, the two popes feels like a kind of regular Golden Globe winner in this right, category. It right, totally does. I hate it. I don't know what to feel <laughs> about this. Uh, I, At I'm least ho- the perception. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm hopeful for you know not chaos, not that much chaos, but I do want chaos. So I don't know what I want, Michael. You don't know what you want. All right. Well, let's take the question this way. That's why we have three questions. Mm-hmm. What win will impact the Oscar race most? And here's where I got a stat for you. Because we go back to 1943 in the best drama globe winner category. And winners of this category yeah. have been nominated at the Oscars all but four times. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, yeah. So whoever wins this category is probably getting nominated. It's, it's getting nominated. So 1969 was the last time uh, a winner did not get nominated. That was Anne of a Thousand Days. It also happened three more times with the Cardinal Spartacus and East of Eden. Spartacus is a surprising name to see on that list. Uh, th- so this is going to be our overall one of our overall running themes, too, that this show certainly does matter. The Golden Globes do matter. And you, again, have to look no further than last year. Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't really being taken that seriously. Its box office brought it to prominence, but it wasn't being taken seriously as a Best Picture contender. It wins the Globe for Best Picture Drama, mm-hmm. and everyone just kind of threw their hands up and was like, I guess it's a Best Picture nominee now. And it was. It was there on Oscars Sunday. And how could it not be? That's one of the, the reasons. So... Are the HFPA and the Academy different bodies? Very much so. There's almost no crossover between the two. But is the Golden Globes an important precursor as far as momentum and correlation? Very, very much. No question about it. I know we're kind of taking shots at them, but the Golden Globes are statistically proven to be predictive of the Oscars. And everybody's like, what? What? No! (laughs) Because I've heard, you know, the punditry say otherwise. And it bothers me because we've done the stats year in and year out, and it proves this as a fact. Again, we'll we'll talk about it some more. All right, Mike, you're going to lead us off with your prediction for the first category, Best Drama. I wanted to predict 1917 just to, to be an upset. I'm a little surprised Vegas has Marriage Story with better odds, markedly better odds at that to win this co- category over 1917. Mm-hmm. It, that kind of scared me away. It implies maybe Vegas knows something, as they always do. Uh, I'm not as bold to go the two popes route. I think you have a very, very interesting argument you're going to lay out for your pick. I'll be boring like I was last year. I was boring picking the heavy favorite last year in A Star is Born. I'll be boring and pick the heavy favorite again and say The Irishman. All right, the Irishman is the smart pick, but I do have a feeling uh, because they picked The Hangover, Best Comedy or Musical in 2009, because Joker won in Venice, because they picked Bo Rap last year. I think Joker has that outside chance to just shake things up and and let things get crazy. I, I go with a lot of favorites in this particular episode in terms of my predictions, but here I do think the HFPA kind of wants to stand out at the end of the night, end your awards watching with a bang, and put a smile on that face. So I, I, look, it's so hard to not give away spoilers. I'm picking <laughs> Joker. And I don't like it, but I have to do it. Talk about ending with a bang, anyway. Uh, I love the audacity. I really do, and I like you reading the tea leaves and your little conspiracy theory mind going at work there. It's a it's a page after my own heart here, after how long I was pounding the table last year for The Incredibles 2. I, I don't mind that. I can see that, and I it's almost as if you can say 
HFPA maybe owes WB one after last year with a star is born, <laughs> or at least maybe WB has learned from last year that they need to butter up because Fox clearly buttered up members of the HFPA. We heard all about those parties they threw with the members of Queen and all that from last year. So maybe there's some behind the scenes schmoozing going on this year with WB that wasn't there last year. And maybe because a star is born fell flat, they'll learn and it will work for Joker this time. I like it. I think it's, I like the audacity a lot. Uh, I also just as a little asterisk to end this, section on in this category <laughs> i have convinced myself so much uh, subconsciously that all i care about is once upon a time in hollywood that i have made <laughs> credible cases subjectively credible cases i'm aware right. but credible cases nonetheless that none of these films matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah you uh you take a stance and that stance is dug in but there's three netflix films here too yeah so where did Netflix put their money? How did the Netflix schmooze machine work? It's an interesting question. If you are Netflix right now, aren't you? Don't you need the Irishman to be your flag bearer to, if you ever want to attempt something like that again? Well, I mean, if you think about how any studio operates, typically they put their money or most of their money in campaign behind the one that has the best chance to win, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so. Are they campaigning hard for all three of these in this category? Probably not. I'll say what this as far as Netflix goes. They've bought serious airtime during very prominent positions, primetime television during the week, NFL Sunday during the midday big games on Sunday. And they have made commercials and presented at least on TV and YouTube that I've seen. The commercials based around every property of theirs. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen like specifically the Irishman being lauded for its awards. I've seen here's the Irishman and here's here's uh, Marriage Story and here's everything else we've done in Netflix. It seems like at least from where I sit and I know I'm one person and I could be an outlier and who knows. I haven't really seen the individual push from Netflix outside of specific FYC pages on the internet. So it's an interesting question, certainly. And the late breakers don't always break at the Globes, That's necessarily, true. at least in recent years. All right, well, let's break late ourselves into the next category. <laughs> this is going to take forever today. Best Comedy or Musical Mike nominees nominated for Best Picture from this category. 18 out of the last 50. That is a measly 36%. Yeah, going to have more stats on the correlation between this category, the comedy and musical best picture at the Globes, and the successor nominations that it leads to come Oscar Sunday in a little bit. But right now, the heavy, heavy favorite, a one to six. So basically, I think you're batting about minus 170, maybe a little more than that. You got to pay 170, you get win $100 back. It's a pretty heavy favorite. Once Upon a mm -hmm. Time in Hollywood, one to six. Mm -hmm. JoJo Rabbit's anywhere between nine to two and four to one. Knives Out is nine to one, basically double the odds of JoJo Rabbit. Dolomite is my name, sits between 12 and 11 to one odds rocket man is the far back of the pace car here at 16 to 1 though it's important to note rocket man's odds as the longest long shot not as long as the drama's longest long shot which is the two popes at 20 to 1 so hollywood and jojo rabbit these are the two from this category that we expect to get into the oscars at the end of the day yeah knives out dolomite rocket man they're on the outside looking in most likely if they win here we're going to have some more stats of that, that that's going to help them. What are we rooting for, though? It's I think it's obvious. We're rooting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the one tier one film that, that is in here. Yeah, I, I, look, it's not a surprise to hear us say that. We've kind of campaigned for it ourselves on this program all year long. Obviously, <laughs> that's the one Mike and I are both rooting for. But for me, too, I've rewatched Rocket Man. Anything other than Rocket Man winning this is okay. going to be okay for me because yeah. I, it's, there's just... Look, if you watch this movie and you love it and there's a lot of fans of it, God bless you. I can't get there with it. I think there's such a clear delineation in quality between the other four movies and Rocket Man in this category. And I think there's a reason that it's the farthest far shot right now. And of course, as I say that and reiterate the point, it yeah, will Rocket naturally win. It's going to win now. You jinxed <laughs> it, you bastard. Uh, what win would have the most impact on the Oscars? Race? Rocket Man winning would have the most impact. <laughs> yeah, if they win, it, they're going to get a nomination in most years. I mean, I think the right. percentage is like 70% in that regard. We'll go over it at the end of the week. Yeah, I, I think anything winning obviously sets itself up as a big best picture contender or nominee i do think any of the other three like you said jojo and the the hollywood we kind of expect so any of the other three that aren't those two if they were to win makes the biggest jump maybe has the biggest impact just a couple other crazy stats for you we know once upon a time in hollywood is the likely best picture nom here is jojo a lock can it be found well only twice since the oscars best picture field extended to 10 nominees in 2009 2010 has the best picture comedy or musical category 
category at the Globes produced less than two eventual Oscar Best Picture noms. Mm -hmm. They've managed to do so seven of the past eight years, so if Hollywood is upset here, uh, you would think that trend would probably have a greater chance of being prolonged. However, if you are a fan of watching history on Golden Globe Sunday, you probably want to root for Tarantino's film because, at the risk of repeating facts and trends, it does warrant re-mentioning if the Tarantino movie wins here, comedy and musical at the Globes, and then it goes on to win the Oscar Best Picture, it'll be the first time we've had back-to-back comedy or musical Globe Best Picture winners winning the Best Picture at the Oscars in 55 years. We haven't had it happen since the 60s. That's insane to think about because Sony knows this. Tarantino knows this. I would think. They're putting a lot of money behind their Oscars campaign, Mike. I wonder if they they saw the landscape of this year and it was just, all right, we're not winning Best Picture, but let's get Tarantino Best Director. Mm. Or let's get him his third screenplay. Maybe they just knew from the jump that, all right, we're going to go hard for screenplay. We're going to go hard for the cast of this movie. Let's just add to his repertoire. And we want we want him to stay hungry if we're Sony and do business with us for a while. I mean, is that like an ulterior motive for Sony? Maybe. I mean, they took a hell of a bath with getting in bed with Tarantino to... Not win an Oscar for him, you but know? So I think still, they have to win one. He still broke them even in terms of money. Right. He's probably bringing them ahead in terms of VOD right. and video. Right, most likely. I think I still think, that in terms of budgeting, they had to work in the Oscar campaign because obviously the budget wasn't as much to where the numbers would have shaken. It needed a $400 million you know, domestic profit or whatever. Maybe. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I can't wait to see that. I want that book written. I want to see exactly what happened with the fallout with Tarantino leaving Miramax and all that. I want the Sony financiers yeah. to write a book. <laughs> I will listen to this it. This is all just Microsoft Excel tablets. Green Book's win last year meant something for Green Book, of course. It kept it alive. Will Once Upon a Time in Hollywood fade away? If it does not win this, if JoJo Rabbit or Knives Out just as being a crowd pleaser overtakes it here, mm. that's a problem, right? So it's almost like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is hurt more than it's helped. It's yeah, that's probably fair to say. That's probably a fair, although it is kind of having a resurgent moment, at least amongst critics. Again, a totally different body than the HFPA, so right. at least depending on what critics you're looking at. So take this all into perspective when you're thinking about it. But uh, what's your pick, Mike? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's a heavy favorite. It's going to win. I can't stop now. It's got to win. <laughs> it has to win this. <laughs> Best director, Mike. All right. Bong Joon-ho is setting the pace of the field. He's the favorite. Five to six odds. Every six dollars you pay will win you five back. This is according to oddschecker.com. Uh, Martin Scorsese, very close. 11 to 10. So he's a plus 110 favorite. You bet $100. You get eleven or 110 back. Every $10 you bet gives you 11 back. Quentin Tarantino, third place. Six to one odds. And then you have the two kind of far shots here. Sam Mendes, 25 to 1, Todd Phillips 33 to 1. The odds between Bong Joon Ho and Scorsese are incredibly close. 5 to 6 is the favorite for Bong Joon Ho, and 11 to 10 being second place for Martin Scorsese is essentially a coin flip. The Hollywood Foreign Press loves Martin Scorsese. They love him in this category. Yeah. He's won it three times. He will tie the record if he wins in this award show. Uh, Look, but this category means a lot because the last four Globe winners have gone on to win the Oscar. Last year, Cuaron won it, so they're not afraid to go with the best international film director True. in this category. So Bong Joon-ho wins this. It, it means something. I also share your kind of wish as to what this precursor means because if we have if we get to this point where the Irishman wins this best picture and Hollywood wins this best picture and Parasite wins these major awards I think it sets itself up really nicely for the next month of conversations I would like the big contenders to contend yeah big <laughs> can that be can I be our slogan <laughs> all right what are we rooting for though Mike I'm rooting for anyone but Todd Phillips here and it's not it's not that I hate Todd Phillips or that I hated Joker I don't I want Greta Gerwig to get nominated at the Oscars. If Todd Phillips wins here, he's getting nominated at the Oscars. That bounces her out for certain. You think so? I do. You think that's going to get him in the Oscars conversation, huh? If he wins here, wow. yeah, because I did that stat out already. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's a meaningful stat. I just I Save wonder it. if there's so much ire towards how the Golden Globes have treated female directors lately, if that actually is going to work in a reverse way, if people are going to just be so incredulous with the Globes and how they're treating female directors that there's going to be an even bigger push to make sure there's more diversity and gender diversity uh, coming the other major precursors. I don't know. We know, obviously, Natalie Portman took her big stand on the director category not too long ago, made a big impact. That thing is still being pushed around in GIFs, GIFs however you want to pronounce it, in memes. As it should be. Yeah, it should be, absolutely. So, uh, 
I, I'm with you. I'm obviously rooting for Tarantino, but I, I know he's not going to win. Six to one is the same odds as hitting a uh, three-legged parlay, by the way. All right. <laughs> I have no idea. I just blocked <laughs> out. No idea what that means. Uh, is a parlay Silver Linings playbook? Uh, yeah, you got to pick three spreads so, correctly. So you have to dance, you have to drink with Robert De Niro, and you're, you have and you to gotta look like Bradley Cooper. The Eagles, yeah, Giants, yeah. Eagles. All right, all right, so I got it now. All right, uh, four in a row does mean something. They go into droughts, though, just as easily as they go into streaks. I mean, 14, 12, 11, 10, 9, 2007, they, all, they missed in those years. It's almost like when they miss, they really don't know how to pick the Oscar winner. So and they really miss. When you say miss, you're saying they pick a winner that doesn't, doesn't, win, the doesn't win the Oscar. So it's a, it happens in a lot of categories. Right. Like, you'll see them miss like three or four years in a row. It's like they're rattled or something. <laughs> Go figure, huh? <laughs> Although HFPA doesn't like to be rattled, they are more the rattlers, so uh, who knows? We'll see. Best defense is a good offense. There you go. Any kind of rhetoric we can shove into this. <laughs> Look, if Bong Joon-ho wins, we probably got another sweep. If if Scorsese wing wins, though, yeah. I don't know how much stock I take into that at the end of the day because they love him. Uh, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. They love Tarantino for screenplay, too. We're going to talk about that later on. So they do. HFBA does have their favorites, like the Academy has their favorites. So they like him a little more in screenplay because they nominated him a few more times than the Oscars nominated mm-hmm. Quentin. But he only won the two right. there, and he won the two here. Right. So it's not like they've been – like, I, that, was, that was what I was thinking as well. Like, they love him here. Right. Because I remember him winning more Globes here. But when you actually just obsess over all the wins and losses, I don't think they do. What about this conspiracy theory for this mm-hmm. category? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if, since I've been pitching and am now married to the idea that the elder statesman in the Academy that pushed Green Book towards success last year can also be responsible for keeping Parasite from having Academy success this year, what if the HFPA is the opposite mm-hmm. because they are international journalists and critics and they embrace this narrative of pushing forth the international feature for all the major categories and it's kind of we have these two opposing forces going, anything you can do, I can do opposite basically i buy that i I think i do too i totally buy that because that's human nature right Right. we did this last year let's do that next year people do this a lot in politics they vote the correction candidate they vote the other ticket you know they they do this all the time and we've seen it a lot in the oscars in particular so you think the academy is gonna switch i think the academy could switch i think the hfpa could switch but here's what i worry about in terms of just saying the old guard's gonna go one way if that happens, then Joker's going to win, because if that happens, they're splitting their vote between three or maybe even four old guard selections all night. You know, with 1917, The Irishman, and, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those are like three yeah, old I, guardian I, type of I get what you're saying. Hollywood and The Irishman are going to be on the top three of everyone's ballot in the Academy. I, I, they just are. Right. And if you don't have enough of a contingent backing Parasite at number ones, I think you're going to run into trouble. I just that's I have this gut feeling, and it's not just my own personal subjectivity and desire. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, because I kind of want to see things get right. spread around, and you really have to be the cream of the crop to win. All that said, we have the same prediction for this category. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho, I think, is going to win. The hive is humming. Here comes the sweep, at least (laughs) in the best director category, we think. All right. Best actor, Michael. 32 out of the last 50 nominees are in common with the Oscars. That's only 64%. But remember, of course, there's a comedy or musical category here. Joaquin Phoenix, pretty heavy favorite. I think that's a minus 250. I'm not good at making the number off the odds. It's just one to four. You got to invest $4 to get one back there. Not great because he's the heavy favorite. (laughs) You Uh, understand the odds. You just don't understand the money you'll get. I know how to take money out of my wallet, give it to somebody (laughs) behind a cage, and never see it again. Uh, Adam Driver, eleven to four adds about three to one there. That risking a hundred dollars would give you three hundred back if he were to win there. Antonio Barras, ten to one odds. Jonathan Price and Christian Bale, both at eighteen to one odds. Michael, who are you rooting for? Antonio Barras, Chuck Barris's uh, cousin. Chuck Crazy Leg Barris, yes. So we got everybody's name wrong there. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. My apologies. All right. So what are we rooting for? I'm rooting against Bale or Price because I don't think they should get nominated on Oscar Sunday. I'd rather have Murphy, even Edgerton, get nominated from the other side of the ticket. I guess. Uh, I do think Joker's going to be stronger here. I just have that sneaky suspicion. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. There's just like strands of logic in my brain. Synapses are connecting. I don't know. But Bale did well at the Satellite Awards. Ford B. Ferrari did well at the Satellite Awards. The Satellite Awards are composed of the International Press Association, which is a spinoff 
from the Hollywood Press Association back in 1996. Does that mean we're going to get, you know, a surprise bail coming down the middle here? I, I don't think so. You know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think Bohemian Rhapsody has us both very shook with our predictions this year. <laughs> because... Oh. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we're thinking about these and like, well, we can't discount the long shot now. And I just want to remind everyone, Remy Malik was not the problem last year. He was a long shot, but I think he had the second best odds. Uh, he, he wasn't the favorite, I mean, but he, I think he wasn't the, the longest long shot. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the, you know, when his name was announced, it wasn't the, oh my God, WTF is happening right now. It was the precursor to that because Bohemian Rhapsody winning drama. Everyone yes. Remy won, it was like, oh, good for him. That's nice to see. But it being the precursor of things to come, we should have seen. So maybe if one of the, I mean, if Jonathan Price wins, it's butthole clenching time. <laughs> yeah, then I'm slapping my own face. <laughs> right. So I, I agree. There's stuff to be worried about. Who do I want to win? I guess Phoenix. I think Bale would be really, really interesting, though, because he's kind of on a hot streak right now. Overseas, I guess. Yeah. And getting noms, we didn't think he'd get. Noms with the set. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it's between Phoenix or Driver. So the dumb answer to this next question of who will have the biggest impact on the Oscars race is whoever wins. Because. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. Nine in the last 10 years. Nine in the last 10 years, Mike. The, The winner here won. At the Oscars. Antonio Banderas or Bandis or whatever fake last name I just gave him by accident. Puss in Boots. He's, he's just kind of hanging around right now. 10 to 1 aren't outlandish odds, and they are actually almost twice as good as Bale or Price, who we've talked about as maybe having great momentum to get nominated in this category recently, and Banderas ranks in above both of them. Just something to think about. Just throwing it out there. We keep saying, I know a lot of people disagree with this, but as far as MMO goes, there's two open slots right now in the Best Actor category at the Oscars. Leo, Driver, and Phoenix take three of them. We keep rotating through a different cast of who's going to fill those next two. If Banderas wins this, it's going to be tough to keep him out of it. I just want to say that. And I also want to say, yes, Leo is a lock as far as we're concerned for nomination on Oscar Sunday. I'm tired of hearing otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Banderas and Bale, they're the two biggest stars in the category, right? At this point, good point. at least for the HFPA yeah, perspective. They like, yeah, it's a good one. Well, like yeah, Phoenix, Driver's had a big year. It's t- yeah. It should Historically, be, you're right. Yeah. It should be between Phoenix and Driver. What's your pick, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm being very dumb about this because I'm picking a ton of favorites and the HFPA, you know, doesn't. Mm. But I find it very hard to believe this body was willing to vote in a controversial pick like Todd Phillips in the directing category if they weren't prepared to give Joaquin Phoenix the globe for it. Mm-hmm. That's just how I see it. Knowing the ire... And the wrath that would come with getting Phillips in there instead of someone like Greta Gerwig or Mariel Heller or somebody else. I, I just don't see Phoenix not winning this. My my head says driver. My heart, my gut, the gambler in me says Phoenix. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's smart. He's the heavy favorite for a reason, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> he, he was Joker. He was a crazy-ass Joker. And overseas, they love Joker. And a lot of people love Joker. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's God. so dumb. I sound so dumb in this episode. Well, but it's, wait, just... it's Bohemian Rhapsody's fault, damn it. <laughs> we were full of confidence and vigor and happiness last year. We were saying it was 100% accurate. This year, we're like the 10% accurate. Like, like we're tiptoeing accurate. through a field right now. The probably completely wrong Mike, Mike, and Oscar. You know what? Just, just don't even listen. <laughs> Find someone else. All right. Best actor in a comedy or musical, Mike. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. One-to-one odds, Michael. All right. Explain this to me, and I know I'm wrong, and I know I'm (laughs) overlooking the obvious, but in my brain, I picture myself winning, and they give me the money, and as I'm celebrating that winning, I have to give all the money back because it's one-to-one. Yay! (laughs) That's that's every gambling experience at casino I've ever had. Oh, really? (laughs) So I'm not... You're not off. I'm not that off. You're not off. Uh... Probably surprising that Eddie Murphy is the favorite right now. I'll get more into that as we go. Leo is a little better than two to one, probably like one and a half-ish to one right now. So it's kind of a coin flip between those two as well. Also interesting that the favorite of this category, at least as as far as oddschecker.com goes, isn't uh, someone you have to pay money for. You're getting value across the board. You're at least getting, at worst case, even money back. So it's really a sign that they don't know what's going to happen. Taron Egerton is third place right now, just shy of four to one odds. Daniel Craig is 12 to one. Roman Griffin Davis, uh, 20 to one. Nice to see his name in this, Michael. 
Only 12 of the last 50 nominees have been shared with the Oscars. That's only 24%. The winners get nominated at a much better clip. We'll We'll talk about that on Sunday. Mike, who are we rooting for here? Because there are some charming ass people in this category. Yeah, so you tell me, man. Who's who's who do we want to win? We like Eddie. We love Leo. We big fans of Daniel Craig. Roman Griffin Davis was great. Taron Egerton. We're divided on, but it was a good performance. He was the bright spot of that movie, no question about it, in terms of the performance. I mean, let's uh, let, let, can I be honest? I liked a lot about Rocket Man. We, we sure. did a full OSP yeah. on it's it. It's a fine movie. I've gotten aggravated about some things being praised in that movie. That it's all your be. fault, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're we are dealing with the backlash yeah. to uh, Rocket Man, and that's just fueling <laughs> my inability to speak right now. All right, look, I'm tempted to root for Eddie. I, I really sure. am, and I, I would like to see him get his moment. I think the Netflix schmooze machine is in full effect it's at this awards thing. show. It really could be pushing him in this category, but I have to root for Leo, right? It's the best performance. It's going to be highest on my board. I mean, yes. Obviously, we have to root for Leo. We've we've kind of taken that stance all year. Here's what I'm most hoping for with this category, though. I am most hoping that everybody listens to this episode. Everybody. Because what's going to annoy me more than anything is all the, oh, I don't know, I just went for it picks, picking Eddie Murphy over Leo. It's just a gut feeling I have. When Vegas is telling you Eddie Murphy is right. the favorite in the category, it's not an upset. <laughs> He's might win and vegas actually in fact thinks he will vegas builds those big casinos for a reason i've heard that said before all right mike who's gonna have the biggest impact on the oscar race i think edgerton or murphy because they win here they get nominated there uh and with a good speech here could win over some people yeah could win over some people and get and make, make things interesting i still don't think at the end of the day Anybody winning here is necessarily going to catapult them into contention. Per I se. would agree with that. I, I think basically you're trying to win here so you get nominated. Yeah, and then, so the nomination could be your win for the year. I think that's a good point. It's going to be an interesting storyline to follow if Egerton does well, just because I think Rocketman has been fantastic with its marketing, quite mm-hmm. frankly, across mm-hmm. the board. And if they're schmoozing this many critics as they have been, I'm sure they're schmoozing the HFPA. They can give Taron Edgerton Elton John concerts whenever they right, want. Right, right, exactly, have. exactly. So that helps. So uh, that's going to be fun to see how much of that impacts voting here. So, mm-hmm. And you're right, I think Eddie or Edgerton winning is, is probably going to most shape the Oscars race because it'll propel whoever is not Leo to have the best chance to enter the conversation here. Now you kind of undercut yourself because you're going to make the pick now that would have been cool that you could have bragged about later, but now you can't brag about it because you already undercut yourself for bragging it's, about it. That's my whole point of what I'm mad about in the pre in the, like the preamble to this. Right. I can't get proud about picking this upset, so I don't want anyone else to think that they can get proud of it. I'm picking Eddie. I said for a while, weeks leading up to this, I think Eddie's probably going to be the favorite. It's nice to see that that at least has come true. I, I, he's the favorite in the it's a heart the golden globes more so than the oscars are about moments like that right ving yeah. rames giving it to jack lemon uh oprah's speech it's all these memorable speeches and heartwarming hugs and these yeah good for you wins i think this is going to be one of those and i think eddie becomes that fourth nominee in the best actor category i think you're right and i'm still picking leo i hope you're right <laughs> <laughs> Can't. In my brain, I just think Leo is the, the better performance. I think people picking at the end no of the day. No argument from me. I agree 1,000%. Yeah. I loved Eddie's performance. I hope he gets nominated in that fourth or fifth spot at the Oscars. It's a movie star performance. I don't necessarily think it's it's that obvious Oscar nom every year. And again, uh, Vegas doesn't know who's winning this, by the way. Yes, Eddie Murphy's 1-1. to Leo is a little worse than, it's like 1.6 to 1 right now. So it's 1-1 to and 1.6 to 1 is not, even in gambling terms, it's not that big of a difference. All right, my best actress in a drama now, 7 of the last 10 Oscar winners have won the globe here. 33 out of the last 50 nominations were shared at the Academy Awards. Plus, Alicia Vikander from The Danish Girl was in the lead category. She ended up winning Sporting Actress over at the Oscars. So about 68% 
All right. That's so a number. This, this, that's a big number yeah. for a dual category yeah. split off kind of scenario. The Vegas odds as they stand right now, Renee Zellweger one to three. I think that's you gotta pay three hundred to get one hundred back. Scarlett Johansson just short of three to one odds. You pay a hundred to win three hundred back. Charlize Theron has the third best odds right now, eight to one. Sir Sharonin is anywhere between fourteen to one to twenty to one, depending on what you're looking at. So that's kind of interesting. And Cynthia Erivo seems pretty uh standard as either the fourth or fifth name in this category, sixteen to one right now. Michael, what are we rooting for? Well, I'm rooting for John Travolta to pronounce uh, Saoirse Ronan's name is what I'm rooting for. <laughs> Sally Roman. Shelly Rononimich. <laughs> but I just thought of that. I don't know why. What am I rooting for? I'm rooting for Saoirse Ronan to win because I want her to get nominated. I want her to get over the hump at the Oscars. It's not going to happen. We're probably looking at a Zellweger, Johansson, Theron, at, at best case, mm. a matchup between those three based on these odds as well, it seems like it is the case. I, uh, I have such disdain for this category Me this too. year. Me too. I'm rooting for just for chaos, <laughs> which rarely happens for some reason, surprisingly, in this category. Best actress drama. Just looking back at the past winners, it seems that for as much mayhem as the HFPA likes to cause, for some reason, best actress drama has gone fairly well according to plan. Close was the favorite last year. She won. McDormand was the favorite the year before. She won. It's actually really hard to find an upset in a recent year where the favorite coming in didn't leave with the trophy in this category. Maybe Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine over Sandra Bullock in Gravity early in the award season in 2013. But other yeah. than that, this decade's gone pretty chalk in this category. Yes, and seven out of the ten have gone on to win the yeah. Oscar. So it does translate a lot. Those other years, it's like Emma Stone right. from La La Land, exactly. etc. All right. It depends on what happens with the Sags and Baptas. I, I, I'm still leaving open that ca- caveat in terms of the Zellweger Johansson Theron matchup here because I don't necessarily believe that in this particular year, Oscars are going to listen to the Hollywood Foreign Press. I do think they're going to, you know, I'll, I'll give away my prediction now. I, I think Zellweger's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I'm not blown away by anything, and I'm even less blown away with how the HFPA treats women a lot of times in Mm -hmm. these circumstances. Uh, They don't care about feminism or their issues, so Charlize Theron's probably out. They don't care about diversity because a woman of color hasn't won this award since Whoopi Goldberg did for the color purple in 1985, so Cynthia Erivo's probably out. They're not going to reward little women because they went out of their way to keep the director out of the directing category, so Saoirse Ronan's probably out, and sh- and you have Zellweger and ScarJo are the two favorites. I think just by default right now, I'm saying Renee as well, but I, I bleh. That's how I feel about this category right now. It gets aggravating because yeah. Lupita Nyong'o should be here. There's no question about it. I, I don't agree. understand it. I think it could be just a bunch of old white guys that maybe don't know what they're doing or don't get young women's films. I'm nodding my head. You know, I mean, that would be the polite way to say yeah. it. Like, they don't get little women they ever have, never will. Or there's at least not an impetus to go to the theater and go seek it out, and your, right. your marriage story is so readily available. You know, you know it could be a lot of things. I don't want to say that I I do get it, but of course, of course, like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if if there was a it was a 50-50 voting body, if it re- truly was indicative and representative of the real world population, they would vote, they would have different nominees here. Little startling. No woman of color since 1985 in the best actress drama category. Little startling, right? It's very, it's yeah. very alarming. Yeah. It's no question about it. It's alarming. I gave it's not to say pick- they haven't been nominated, just not a winner since then. So I understand it's tough to win. Blah blah blah. Just throwing that out there. All right, we both pick Renee Zellweger, yeah. best actress in a comedy or musical. Twelve out of the last fifty nominations are shared between the Oscars and the Globes. That's only twenty-four percent. I think we like this though too, right? At least as far as I mean, we just talked a lot of crap about the HFPA, but we like having the two different categories because some actresses, some performances get more shine that otherwise wouldn't on a big stage. A lot of younger actor, actresses here. Especially that, in this I, I category for, as yeah. well. Aquafina, one to four. I think she's minus 400 odds right now. Pay 400, get 100 back. Anna de Armas, surprisingly to me anyway, second place, seven to two odds, three and a half to one. About Beanie Feldstein's in third, 12 to one. Emma Thompson sits at 16 to one. Kate Blanchett is 22 to one odds. Michael, what are we rooting for here? The short answer is one of the cool younger people because they rarely get their moments in award season. Yeah. I think Aquafina's performance is my highest rated of those three cool young people. So I'll say Aquafina. I think that's a pretty good assessment overall. And I could also say that even if it's not one of them, genuinely, whoever wins this category, I'll, I'll be very happy with. 
you haven't seen Where'd You Go, Bird? No, I haven't. That's true. Yeah. I, I just mean from the actresses that are nominated right now, not the performances. All right. Kate Blanchett, you're correct. I've loved her in everything. <laughs> right. Emma Thompson's so lovable in a lot of right. things. Right. Not that upset that she, they get nominees here. However, those movies... Not good, Mike. Nah, nah, not so much. So I haven't seen them. Is on your word, basically. <laughs> like saying. the Beanie Feldstein and Booksmart. Like I want to wa- rewatch it. Like I want right. to rewatch Knives Out and totally the Farewell. I, I, I'm going to rewatch that before uh, th- this award season finishes. Yeah. Okay. We want someone young, preferably. We're okay with the other choices. If it's not, what's going to have the biggest effect on the Oscars race, though? Well, Aquafina's got the best chance of breaking into that Academy's five, even though I don't think it's a great chance right now. Mm. So based on those numbers and the stat I'll give Sunday, I should have just put down the stats today. Anyway, <laughs> that stat's gonna gonna say that Aquafina winning here will have the biggest effect on the Oscar race. I think I agree with that. I also think it's gonna be interesting. I got to do my own research if she does pull this out. Something I've been saying for a while. Who in history has won the Gotham, won the Golden Globe for Best Actress, not got nominated at the Indie Spirit, and still landed Oscars nomination Best Actress? Pie. I I would have. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty rare field, a rare group of individuals. So. And, and also has one name. Who would that be? <laughs> Uno named. Yeah, what? right. Aquafina is, is that category. Water, yeah. Uh, all right, who are you predicting, Mike? Aquafina. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going Anna Diarmas. I don't wow. know why. I have very little to base it on. I just know that Knives Out is beloved. And I just feel like Sunday might be the end of the Farewell's Oscars run. That's sad. Yeah, I, I hope agree. that's not true. But I liked Anna de Armas and Knives Out. I, I think too. It grows on me. She I should thought be about it. ranked much higher than... What does Anna de Armas not do mm. that Renee Zellweger does do? Well, sing. All right, fine. That's a dumb <laughs> question. But in terms of you know their performances... Like I don't think emotional conveyance. Yeah, I don't. Importance I don't see. The plot. Yeah, I don't I'm see. I don't see Renee Zellweger or Scarlett Joe on a wholly different tier than Anna Darmas. I it's don't. A, it's it's a perfect storm of madness in the actress category this year. I feel like because we've, we're on the heels of these. I still say two years ago was going to go down as a legendary three-headed monster with the I, Tanya, Francis McDormand from Three Billboards, and I'm forgetting Saoirse the third one. Saoirse Ronan, Ronan, thank you. Yes, Lady yeah. Bird. I still say it's going to go down as an all-timer. Um, but even last year, we had great performances again, so we're just it's just you're due after a while. Actor has not been great the last couple of years. This year, there's 17 names. Correct. So that's just how these things have and flow. Best Supporting Actress now, Michael Forty, out of the last 50 nominee Nomineers? It's like a buccaneer. They are in common with the Oscars, so that's 80%. That's easy. And also, eight of the last ten Oscar winners have won here. The nominations are Kathy Bates, Annette Benning, Laura Dern, J-Lo, and Margot. So I was able to find some actual odds from these from mybookie.ag, which is uh, a site that's been actually sponsoring a couple podcasts around. They actually had odds for these upcoming categories, so that's why we're switching off odds, checkers, odds, and these are going to be from mybookie. Take that for whatever you think it's worth. J-Lo right now is setting the pace for this category. She's wow. a minus 180 favorite. You pay 180, you win $100 back if she wins. Laura Dern is in second. She's 2-1. to one. Margot Robbie is 10-1. to one. Annette Benning from the report, 15-1. to one. Kathy Bates bringing up the rear, 20-1. to one. That's disheartening. She should not be the long shot in this field. I guess it's because she didn't get nominated yeah, enough I don't think. elsewhere. Jennifer Lopez, how big of a favorite is she at minus 180? So that's not huge. I mean, it's it's substantial. It's almost you got to pay twice as much to win half your money back. But it's there's bigger ones that we've talked about already. And Laura Dern two to one as second place. It's it's a line in the sand. It's a clear delineation. J Lo is a clear, pretty much established favorite. But an upset from Dern isn't out of the ordinary. Wow, I'm surprised because uh, I'd like to root for J Lo yeah. to win. I just rewatched Hustlers. What she does physically, what she does emotionally at the end of the movie, it's next level. I, I really I really respect that performance much more upon rewatch than I did previously. I could even say now that maybe she, w- she would have gotten nominated in a previous year. And I, I was know. saying that about nobody yeah. this season. So I- I'm in for the Jennifer Lopez win here. I'm actually hoping for something or someone to win outside of Dern or J-Lo just to have the weaknesses of Dern or J-Lo's campaigns exposed mm-hmm. so Florence Pugh can be taken seriously as an Oscar nominee. 
even though she's not in this field. That's my hope. I mean, she, I just think That's she's cool. been the one I that wowed me most from her performance, their performances this year in supporting actress. But Mike, what winner is going to have the most impact here on the Oscars race? I don't know if any of them. That's yeah. my, I, I think this category is particularly wide open because I don't think there's a front runner in terms of the quality of performance. Now, talk about punditry, talk about... All of that, Laura Dern's the clear front runner. J Lo is the clear. What's next to the pole position? Second place. Second place. All right. <laughs> Bottom line is that those two are above the rest yes. in terms of betting odds. And, and you just mentioned why and how. I don't think they should. I think Laura Dern's Marmy is just as good as Laura Dern's lawyer. Why is this happening this year in these two actress categories? How did consensus get built? Yeah. We should have done something we didn't. Yeah. I don't understand it. So eight of the last ten winners came here. And one here first, rather. We could be in the exceptions rather than the rules portion of that. We could be in the 20% tile of that. Yeah, I, I think it's wide open, too. I don't think it's sewn up. And I've made allusions to a couple of years ago where it was Metcalf and Janney. And Metcalf was running away. And you just kind of made the point that while the odds say one thing... If you go by punditry, it seems like Dern is the favorite, and she's been winning everything, and it could be the setup year where J-Lo comes in, swoops, and runs away with it. I'm not floored by any performance. I'm kind of with you there as, as far as these ones being nominated. I actually think Kathy Bates may be the best one, personally. As far as what's going to impact the race more, it's really tough to be the lone nominee representing your film on Oscar Sunday in the acting category. Right. I think J-Lo needs the win more than Dern does just to kind of make sure nothing wonky happens with being left out on Oscar Sunday, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. So I think that's going to be what shapes the race most. As far as predictions, I'm going to say J-Lo just because of the HFPA and Jennifer Lopez is a decades-old international superstar. And I actually have some wonderings about how much a New York, L.A. American court system drama going to appeal to international critics and voters. Jennifer Lopez winning here feels right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I agree. Like probably Eddie Murphy winning feels right. That's why the books are what they are. Can the Hollywood Foreign Press reject that superstardom or not be taken by it? Right. I mean, people are people. Yeah. And they need access as a press association to movie stars. It's not wrong of them to want to give their award in a, in a close tie to the bigger star, yeah. is it? No, I don't think so. If the performances are close, and they seem to be close this year, right? From this close. category, so so I'm not saying they're star fuckers <laughs> if they choose Jennifer Lopez here, right? And she's campaigned her ass off too. Uh, well, literally, but also she's you know won the dress, gone on SNL, mm -hmm. doing the Super Bowl halftime. She's doing she's a lot. So I could, I'm okay with it if it's J Lo. If it's Eddie over Leo, okay, right. I, I get that right. too. Right. All right, supporting actor Mike, 37 of the last 50 nominations have been shared. That's 74%. 10 of the last 12 Oscar winners have won Globes first. Brad Pitt is the favorite, minus 350 right now. Tom Hanks tied for second best odds wow. with Al Pacino. Both are 4-1. to one. Joe Pesci... I'm very surprised at all of this. Joe Pesci is seven and a half to one, or fifteen to two odds. Anthony Hopkins from the two Pope, fifteen to one, bringing up the rear here. Mike, who are we rooting for? I'm rooting for Brad Pitt. Uh, I do have mixed feelings about his character, but other than Mister Friggin' Rogers, I have mixed feelings about all the characters <laughs> in this category. Uh, I, this is another category that I would have a different five in. I'm just stating the obvious. Cause Pitt wouldn't be in your five. I would have Pitt there. I probably would have one from the Irishman there. Then I would have a different three because yeah. I don't. I'm not high on Anthony Hopkins. I'm not high on Tom Hanks in terms of being in my five because I, I like the Shia LaBeoufs. I like the Sterling right. K. Browns more. Right. Just is what it is. Brad Pitt's there. I don't think there's mixed feelings. I think we're all terrible people. We saw him kill his wife and laughed it off. Uh <laughs> but here's the thing. I was listening to Tarantino. Yeah, he wants some people to think that way. Sure, and he leaves it open. But he's also talking to Chris Ryan. And he's like. Well, people are watching two different movies, all right? <laughs> if you think Brad Pitt killed his wife, you're watching one movie. But if you think Brad Pitt didn't kill his wife, well, that's an entirely different experience. It's a good point. It's a good point. And it, thank you for stopping by, Quentin. Uh, Mike, what winner of this race is going to have the biggest impact on the Academy? Whoever wins. <laughs> it's such a stupid question. No, I think... Uh, 
I think Brad Pitt could be on a roll. If he wins, he's winning it all. I agree with that take. I also answered this as such. I think the biggest impact on the race is going to be which Irishman supporter wins. Because outside of critics who don't have Academy votes and Vegas placing odds, I'm not sure we prognosticators are at all sure or have all that much to base on which Irishman supporter is really the front runner of the two anyway. Mm -hmm. So if one Irishman steps forward, that's going to kind of cement them as the biggest threat to Pitt, I would think. Or maybe Hanks wins and he cements himself as the big i mean vegas obviously that four to one second place that's that stinks that smells odd to me i don't know why it's that low but i would think the both irishman performances would be ahead of tom hanks obviously not the case so i think any anybody but pitt could also very much shape this race in a myriad of ways um totally agree by the way i don't think it matters i think you said it i think this is brad pitt's i do think brad pitt takes it that is my prediction as well but look you got other movie stars in this category yes yeah, nice category. We said supporting might be a big category all year long here, and it's nice to see it play out that way with big names. And I know I poo-pooed, it's not my five, hashtag, but <laughs> I think uh, I think these are great performances yeah. across the board. So at the end of the day, if Al Pacino or Joe Pesci beats out Brad Pitt at the Oscars, are we going to be that shocked? No. no. Yes, in so much as this seems like pitch here, but no based on quality of name, absolutely not. All right, best screenplay now. 43 of the last 50 Globe nominees have been nominated in either of the Oscar categories. This is a strange crossover where there's only one Globe category. Mm-hmm. But here's why it's really strange, because only six of the last ten winners of the Globe category has gone on to win either adapted or original at the That is very, Oscars. very weird, because you only have five noms and you have to fill in the other five around them come Oscars time. Uh, I couldn't find odds for this one uh, for whatever reason, no matter what site I looked on. Mm-hmm. The Irishman, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and The Two Popes are your nominees here. We expect them to all be there in different screenplay categories come Oscar Sunday. Mike, what are we rooting for? And I'm going to get ready to yell at you. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm rooting for Hollywood, but I had this other theory, like Oscar's puzzle theory, Mm -hmm. that if Hollywood loses here, it might be in line to win bigger stuff later because Parasite could win here and then not win other stuff later because of the Oscar puzzle and because people are people and they want to give good stuff to good movies at these awards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm thinking along the similar lines. What's gonna what can you reward to have all these three pictures kind of stand out at the end of the night? It would be really fascinating to end the night with one winning best picture drama, one winning best picture comedy or musical, the third picture that couldn't get nominated in either best picture category kind yeah. of wins director and screenplay. That'd make for a really kind of fascinating stew of <laughs> conditions going into Oscar Sunday. I, I guess that means I'm rooting for Parasite here just for chaos theory. But uh, what's going to win? What win would have the biggest shakeup on Academy Sunday, Michael? Well, if Parasite wins here, and it wins big at the Globes in general, we, we might be in for a rout, mm. I, I think. At this point, coming off of the critics' associations where it is a heavy favorite based on the critics, and you so you think it's going to do well at the critics' choice, we're looking at Parasite having its year. If the Irishman wins here, then I'm upset because Little Women's not going to be taken seriously. I think Little Women's a better screenplay than the Irishman. I, I would agree. But then again, six out of ten. So if Hollywood wins here, I wonder if we're getting that Oscar puzzle theory in effect in another way. And I worry for, you know, Tarantino winning director or picture, which mm. I'm probably worried for anyway. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Parasite could take picture and uh, director. Uh, Zalian could take screenplay, adapted screenplay, without taking screenplay away from Quentin. God, if he walks away from the stage and only wins original screenplay this year for that movie, I'm going to be very upset. Precedent says yeah. that's what's going to happen. He's going right. to win original screenplay. Bong Joon-ho's probably not going to win director and screenplay, is he? I mean, well, if he had... does, then he's going to win Best Picture, right? Right, right. I mean, that's you know, that's what I would it's say. Be a full sweep, but I don't think Parasite's that much better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for that to happen. I agree, obviously. Um, I, I also think this category is wide open and could tell us an awful lot about the Academy Awards picture. Uh, maybe not. Also, who knows? I mean, there are completely different <laughs> bodies. It's a weird, weird category because I can t- say maybe not. Also, after everything, right? Said, yeah, I, I just totally said. undercut myself. Um, <laughs> I can see a billion things happening with this. The only thing that makes sense to me as far as prediction is the Irishman because it's the only one that doesn't have to battle later on with the other two. 
Well, that so that has the least impact on the Oscars. It, it basically just says the Irishman's probably going to win a DAP. Right. Right. Again, it's six and that's out of ten. It, because not... Marriage Story, I think, is still being taken yeah. seriously in the original screenplay category. It's got to fight with Parasite. It's going to have to fight with Hollywood. I don't know if any statement's being made of those. The Irishman's kind of standing on its own. All of this said, it's also important to know an adapted screenplay mm-hmm. hasn't won the screenplay category at the Globe since 2010, the social network. It's gone original, except for the one year it was Steve Jobs, which didn't get nominated. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of unique. They don't. They tend to go original so over adapted here. the two popes here. is still alive because they don't the know what that's The two popes is be. winning this, this award. Is would you saying. be that surprised? No. Uh, neither would I. I almost predicted it, to be honest with you. I would not be shocked for Marriage Story or the two popes to win here. I wish we had odds, really, because now, yes. now we're pontificating because we don't have odds. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. We're, we're a little rattled. This is the worst category to not have odds for, by the way, because <laughs> we're, we're that much pitching into the wind right now. All all right, your prediction, though. Mike. I'm saying The Irishman. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I'm going to say Hollywood because I don't think they're going to give director, screenplay, picture to Bong Joon-ho, and I think he's probably winning those other... T- er, international. I don't think he's going to win four things. Yeah. I, well, that's my... I mean, I, I, I don't have Hollywood winning much at this award show, by the way. I'm saving that for the Oscars predictions. I, I got Hollywood <laughs> winning here, I think. All right, best foreign language film, speaking of Parasite. 23 of the last 50 nominations from the Globes were shared at the Oscars. That's only 46%. However, they have picked six of the last 10 winners. Nominees here, Mike, and you did find some odds. I did find odds for this one. This is off of mybookie.ag as well. Parasite is the very heavy favorite. You have to pay thirteen hundred dollars to win one hundred back. You have to give house. Yeah, you have to give house up <laughs> to make this any worth while, right? Right. right. Uh, the farewell is second, seven and a half to one or fifteen to two. Pain and glory, twelve to one. Les Mis, sixteen to one. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Surprisingly, at the back of this, 22 to 1, but with the HFPA's track record of success with picking future Oscars success in the international feature category, maybe nobody knows what they're talking about. That anyway. would be the badass win, though. That would be it? all. That's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. So, in terms of a rooting interest, that would be fun. I think Parasite's going to win it here. That's, I'm not going out on a limb. I think Parasite winning here, though keeps the best picture race somewhat alive because again oscars puzzle theory at the end of the day parasite wins international film just like roma did but they're not gonna give best picture away to an international film yet in yeah. our society because there are other worthy winners that they can give awards to i just at the end of the day they want to give they want to spread the awards around they want to spread and that's the where awards. oscars puzzle theory comes into play with something we kind of created over the last couple of years of doing this is that you want to if this picture wins this award then it means it's either going to or not going to win that award because they love spreading the love around so much we're talking about the academy here <laughs> parasite's going to win 10 awards all of I yeah mean, i was just going to put a bow on that all <laughs> of that said this category is the biggest slam dunk right this i mean light the house dunk. on fire if parasite doesn't win this award also yeah i basically after you lose the house <laughs> Light the house on fire. I guess that's terrible Just advice. Just try to get the insurance money. <laughs> terrible, terrible advice. All right. Yeah, I guess that, that would be the uh, fraud yeah. that you would commit upon society. Uh, best animated film. Let's move on quickly, Michael. 42 out of the 60 nominees in the history of this category are shared with the Oscars. They started this category in 2006. FYI, some years they only had three noms, just like at the Oscars. Ten of the 13 winners are shared, Mike. Toy Story 4 is the favorite, minus 350 right now. I think those are the same odds that they give Brad Pitt, so they're looking at Brad Pitt and Toy Story 4 equal chances of success come Golden Globe Sunday this Sunday. Frozen 2, second place, 5.5 or 11-2 to two odds there. Uh, Missing Link is 6.5-1 to one or 13-2 to two odds. How to Train Your Dragon 3 is 10-1. to one. The Lion King sits at 20-1. to one. That's shocked to me. I thought sure the Lion King would have better odds than this if they were going to consider it an animated feature. Well, your heart is going against your head, sir, because <laughs> The Lion King is not a good movie. I don't it disagree. should have these odds. Yeah. I don't disagree with but that, you certainly. You had a lovely time with your niece and nephew at the movie theaters. <laughs> well, I'm just getting talking away about, from a hot day. Yeah, I'm talking about the technology of it. I mean, it's, that's all I was focused right, on. But, right, yeah, right, right. People love You the secretly King. love The Lion King. <laughs> I like and Billy you don't Eichner. don't want to tell me. I like Billy Eichner a lot. <laughs> what are we rooting for? I think Toy Story 4 is the best of these movies, right? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon. Maybe that sneaks in for it's me. pretty good. But, uh, yeah, of what the other four, uh, I wasn't blown away by anything else 
What are we predicting? I'm predicting Toy Story 4. Yeah, that's what I feel I'm predicting good about too. It. I've gone so many favorites on this. I'm going to be laughed out of film Twitter by the time the Golden Globes are over on Sunday. But you did have that rationalization before that people who did crazy shit last year, <laughs> this year they want to do normal shit. I hope so. My prediction, sure hope so. Mike, best original score. We're down to our final two categories. 30 of the last 50 nominations have been shared between the Globes and Oscars. That's 60%, including seven out of the last 10 Oscar winners winning here first. The nominees, 1917, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, and Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, getting in, you were a huge fan of the Motherless Brooklyn score. I just hope they all have fun. Mike, this is like one of the most fun categories yeah. there is. Because I can't be mad at anybody winning here. No. I loved Motherless Brooklyn. That's a cool underdog story. It's in the shortlist. It's a great score. There's the jazz version of the Tom York song. Go listen to it. It's really cool. Marriage Story, you got like this Pixar-sounding Randy Newman sto- score for that heavy drama. Perfect. It yeah. works so well. I was listening to the Little Women score this morning. So good. It's excellent. There are some melodies in there that you're just like, wow. Yeah. I don't remember this, and I want to see the movie again Alexander after listening. The plot. Yeah. What he's up to usually is always in this conversation. The Joker score is haunting. She is going to be a force to be reckoned with for years, Guana Dantier. And she had a great year with Chernobyl. Yep. I could totally see her, you know, riding that wave of momentum. However, Thomas Newman's been nominated 14 times. This seems like his year that I listened to that score this morning. It is really effing good. I can't wait to review this movie with you probably in like four weeks, right before the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, no, right, the night weeks. before, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are with you, man. They love the score of 1917. Uh, you could throw us in this conversation as well. I was a big fan of that. I think this is a great year for score. I underscore, pun intended, everything <laughs> you're saying. I, I loved best original score this year i think it's as good as some best original song years have been for us recently uh and they just kind of get overlooked because score is kind of sometimes tough to hear and kind of sometimes tough to highlight but i think these are all very much worth mentioning and worth meriting i'm gonna go for joker wow just because i think there's something in the water with joker <laughs> and the hfpa 15 times <laughs> Is not the charm, no, Mr. Newman. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> and I also made that decision before I saw that stat, so now I feel bad about it. So uh, my apologies to the Newman family. Michael. <laughs> Thomas Newman from 1917 is my pick. I, I, my guess is he would be the favorite because he's winning the critic circles, but who the hell knows? <laughs> Original score? Come on. If, you're, if you've been listening this long, if you stuck in and you're like, I got to find a bookie to take this action, you have a problem. Talk to me. I got you hook up. <laughs> Original song, Michael. 18 out of the last 50 nominees have been shared. That's only 36%. That's shockingly bad. Six of the last 10 winners, though. All right. So that's making up for it. Uh, nominees, Beautiful Ghosts from that abomination of cats. <laughs> I'm going to love me again, Elton John and Rocketman, Into the Unknown. Frozen 2, yeah. Spirit from Beyonce and The Lion King, and Stand Up, the Cynthia Erivo song, excuse me, from Harriet are our noms here, Michael. What are you rooting for? Well, the, the song that's used best in the film is Into the Unknown, but the best song might be Stand Up from Harriet. Yeah, I, I think I might agree with you there. I, I, I oh God... I'm trying to find any angle that makes me not say it's going to be Beyonce, and I don't think... Really? You think Beyonce's the favorite here? I think she is for the Academy. I don't know that that necessarily... You know, we just talked about the odds for that. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think Elton John concerts matter. Yeah, I think you could be right. (laughs) To the group that loves 1980s music so much that they're going to vote... Bohemian Rhapsody is best picture last mm, year. That's a really good point. So you're are you predicting Elton John? I'm predicting I'm gonna love me again from Elton John. I will I will hop on the bandwagon just purely for the uh for the the notice of telling people that I picked Rocket Man to win something this award season so they can stop yelling at me about it. <laughs> so uh, CYA now doing this out prediction. of cowering cowardice and fear. <laughs> You should write the next Star Wars, I guess. Here we go. We are ripping. Wow. We're, we're ripping off some crazy things at the end of this episode. Let's get into this outro finally, Mike. Yes, uh, like we said at the top, uh, enjoy. Please gamble responsibly and maybe not so much with, you know, investing in what we say. Don't. <laughs> follow me at all in this episode don't follow mike this is like 50 percent accurate 
You'll go with Mike half the time, me half the time. You'll get all of them wrong. You're on the verge of millions. Just believe in <laughs> us. Uh, guys, we obviously want to know from you, uh, hear from you, I should say. We want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, predictions as far as the Golden Globes go. We want to hear all that from you. You can leave us that information. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram. At MM and Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com. And on Reddit, we are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts. If you use an iPhone, happen to use Apple Podcasts, or if you just use the Apple Podcasts app, that little purple square with the white... I don't know, Golden Globe statue sticking out of the middle. It actually kind of does look like a Golden Globe statue. If you it think does. about it, you got a little round thing on top. So that's that's accurate. Uh, tap on that. Type in Mike, Mike, and Oscar into the search. Tap on our logo. Once scroll down, you can see the opportunity to leave us five stars. We are wearing our cartoon red carpet vest because we are in the full throes of award season now. And with that in mind, again, we will be tweeting. We will be around. Our laptops will be watching this Sunday night hand in hand uh, down here in the studio. So if you want to interact with us, do go on our social medias. We'll be around. Tweet at us. Talk to us we'll be responding certainly and you can check out our fallout or the golden Globes reaction show which will be up very very late or very early i guess monday morning mm -hmm. uh, very late sunday night so we have that on the horizon michael what else is coming out from mmo soon and what are some words of gambling wisdom <laughs> to show these people to the promised land all right what we're gonna do next is a bombshell review at the beginning of our mike mike and oscar weekly episode probably gonna be our last mmow in a while because we have yeah. like triple orc i know we said double yeah. orc I think we got Triple Orc next week, the week after, because everything is squished so much, we might have Double Orc again. I never want this schedule again from the Academy. I hope they put, just my own personal preference, I would love to see the Academy Awards at the end of February. So we're going to have to give a really good challenge for the Six Degrees, because it's going to be like a monthly challenge. Oh, that's, a, yeah, we're going to have to give like 18 steps. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to be hard. All right, so listen in for that. Uh, we are going to react to Greta the Gerwig to a can of pan. <laughs> uh, again, like Mike said, Sunday night we're doing the glow. Olive from Popeye to actual olive oil. The BAFTAs <laughs> and the Guild Noms should be out by Wednesday, we think. So we're going to do a reaction show for you there. Otherwise, we're going to be predicting another award show next week, Michael. A little award show called the Academy Awards. We're predicting those nominations. I am not prepared for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am in no way ready to do that. But uh, we got to gain confidence somewhere, somehow. It right? gave us confidence last year. That's we right. both, independently of each other, came in with our predictions. Both happened to have the exact field of eight best picture noms. That's what happened. That made us feel good. Even a blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut once in a while is the words of wisdom for the end of this episode because I don't think our predictions are very good here. You may be recording that prediction episode by yourself because my legs may be broken with how much debt I'm going to get into oh, no. after Sunday. <laughs> but still, you, you're, you're defeat, you're, you have bravado and you're defeating that bravado with the fact that you know you're going to basically wind up like characters at the end of gambling movies that I'm trying not to mention spoil right now. It's only a problem if you admit it. <laughs> Guys, as always, we want to hear from you. When reality sucks, uh, you can come watch these movies, award shows, have fun predicting these things with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar, trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. There has been none of that here, and we promise you there will be none of stuffiness going forward. None stuffiness? No stuffiness. I'm scared of my bookie. I'll see you all very soon. See you.